Welcome back to Geeks and Hair to the Earth on Outlander Media. I am JC. Hey, CK here. Dick's out. Oh, and Mikey D is also here. And thanks for joining us. And if you haven't yet, be sure to check out our interview with Bridget Baco of uh, Gargoyles. Did I fuck her name up? No, that was it. Got it right. I rehearsed that over and over. (laughs) She was nice enough to say it for us in the interview, so we did not fuck it up. So shout out to her. It's Uh, really, it's a really fun interview. It's a really, really fun interview, especially if you're a Gargoyles fan. You're gonna learn some shit that uh, we got. I I think accidental insider scoop. Yeah, there's a little juicy, a little tidbit rumor in that one. You got to check it out. I kind of want to talk about it, but I want to uh, listen to the yeah, show. Let's just say it involves a Mr. Peel. Yeah. Look into it from there, kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and Get out! No. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you do that to us? <laughs> but uh, yeah, check that out. That's coming. And this episode, we're going to kick off. This is kind of a, a, a mixed bag here. we got a few different things we want to hit. Some sci-fi topics, some upcoming shit, some little bit of reviews, but mostly let's dig into it. It's been it's heavily requested. We said we were going to do it. Disney Plus is upon us. It is. The streaming wars got real real goddamn fast. Breaking news. I blame Cody for this because it was in the last episode. You're like, the streaming wars have begun. I thought you were being just a dick. No. No. It's, it's real. I'm like, no, it's not going to be that. Nobody's going to give that much. Do you, there's two unique things before we get into the bulk of this that I wanted to say just on the top end of this. Disney Plus has managed to do two things that I did not think were possible. Uh, unite Star Wars fans mm-hmm. and make Disney fans not complain. They, those are the two. Success. Most, holy fuck. It, who, the creative team that came up with this, they could fucking stop war in the Middle East if they could make <laughs> Star Wars fans and Disney fans mutually chill the fuck out. Peace uh, in our time. Honestly, <laughs> the price for the whole thing is absurd. I mean, as I was just delving into that, that shit is worth 20 bucks a month. I mean, honestly, it's crazy I how much I don't want to sound there. like I'm shilling the motherfuckers. No, 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 no. no. But, but six ninety nine, mean, like, I've got a kid, okay? She's 10. Six ninety nine, we pay more than that in fucking ticket prices for shit. Right. And she doesn't like going to the theater much anyway, because, you know, there's just a bunch of people there, really. He's like, fuck it, Dad's got a home theater. Why, why are we going <laughs> where these people are? I'll wait three months. Like, the anticipation's not as bad to a 10-year-old. I'm paying a fucking movie ticket a month, and me and my daughter are getting all kinds of shit. All the movies. And holy fuck, it's, it's everything. It, it is. is. It's everything. It's, it's amazing the stuff that's on there that I forgot existed. Yep. Um, like the Davy Crockett movies. The stuff that used to be on the Disney Channel when it started was like Davy Crockett movies, uh, The Cat from Outer Space, the, the the Computer Who Wore Tennis Shoes, which is Kurt Russell's first movie, I think. Yeah, that, that live-action weirdo comedy Disney and era. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird, and it I is love weird. it. Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Hey, if you guys have never seen that, shout out to that. That's a great movie. Yo, Watch I, it. Okay, I got to throw this in there since you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, okay, my daughter saw Endgame with me uh, two months ago, right? Mm-hmm. So she's seen the technological Marvel at its fucking highest. No right. pun intended for Marvel, right? <laughs> First thing she wants to watch is Mary Poppins from where she's hey, heard about it. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, that's it. Right? Uh, she heard the Mary Poppins reference from uh, Guardians 2 and then wanted to know who Mary Poppins was. We couldn't get, oh, Mike's now sporting his Guardians shirt that he's wearing. But she, <laughs> she wanted to see Mary Poppins. We told her it was a movie. The Disney movie, she's like, "Where? Why can't I see it?" It's like because Disney movies are just impossible to find. Maybe when Disney Plus, yeah, yeah, she doesn't. Those are just words to her at this right. point. She's like, "Why can't I watch the movie?" 
you know, like the 10 year old version of motherfuckers coming out of her mouth every few seconds. <laughs> so first thing she wants to watch her jaws in the ground, watching it on a, how when you like at, in, at 38 watching this, I'm like, visually, I can't believe this ever held, but my God, they've restored it so well that it does. <laughs> it looks fan. It looks the same way. I remember it looking as a child, which means they had to update it to my eyes. Now, maybe and, your eyes just suck now. They do. They totally do. <laughs> and, uh, She's watching it, and her jaw is down the same way it was in scenes during Endgame, which makes me... It reminds you, like, we all say that we're big fucking kids, right? Mm-hmm. We really are! No, like, 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 her fucking jaw is down. She's like, look, Dad, that's a room that cleans itself if you sing. I want one of those. I'm like, shit, I wish we had one of those, too. You don't <laughs> clean your room at all. <laughs> like, this, and all the shit she wants to watch now, she doesn't give a shit. It's like she's seen all the Marvel movies, you mm. know, but she wants to watch. She's like, I want to f- see all the Star Wars movies that Dad always talks about. I want to see all this, sh- and it's fucking there. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, this whole new generation is getting turned on to stuff we watched as kids, and we get the shit back. So this is a, a good price. I went through and tried to watch a bunch of the old cartoons, mm-hmm. like the original, like Sleeping Beauty and shit like that. I see why this shit stayed in the vault for so long. Because you know they've been restoring it and restoring the shit and restoring the shit and never releasing it. They had to have been long-term planning something like this because it all looks too good. Nothing looks, looks half-assed. Really good. The, and I even went back. I, th- and I know I'm not the only one that did this and watched Steamboat Willie to see what it would look like. Me too. It looks phenomenal. And it looks fucking phenomenal. <laughs> it, it looks like I'm, I'm watching something current on YouTube mm-hmm. that's just like a throwback. How they quality adjusted this shit? I guess those the, the, the machine that just prints money that is Marvel movies has really treated the big ears pretty nicely right now because holy shit, it all looks beautiful. A big part Part of that is the 35 millimeter prints hold up as long as you take care of them. The reason that things looked bad on television is because they had to be anthropomorphized for VHS and for television. Mm-hmm. When you went to a theater to watch those films, they were 16.9 full HD, basically 4K, as good as that projector could run. Yep. So the better the projector, the better they would look because honestly, that film is flawless. Like oh. on film, it's pressed flawlessly as long as it's not damaged. So. They probably have some great prints, and it's just the technology, as the technology advances, they're able to take those really good film reels that they have left over, fix it. You know, of course, they're laying it down, they're reanimating over top of it because they did animate on cells. You have to realize that things that are recolored, like for instance, when TBS was recoloring stuff and everybody was getting pissed about it back in the day, when uh, Ted yeah. Turner was doing that, Definitely. Yeah. that's painting literally on the cells. And when. They redo these, you know, they're, they're, they're going over the lines, but they're doing it meticulously because whoever they got doing it, it looks great. It doesn't look like it's, it looks like it's still the same. It's just super quality. So those two things match up with that kind of thing. And honestly, dude, if you watch The Lonesome Ghosts, it's gorgeous. Like, that's my favorite short besides Donald's snowball fight, which I can't find yet. But oh, yeah. uh, Fantasia literally looks like I should be buying acid. <laughs> well, that's what it's supposed it to do. Looks, it literally, like, it made me nostalgic for college just looking at it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want to trip balls. <laughs> I'm just wondering if they're going to upscale some of the cartoons, like, from the TV era stuff. It's possible. I, I worked at a movie theater in the early 90s, right around when that uh, early Quentin Tarantino uh, 
Kevin Smith era was happening, and there's some so much awesome shit going on back then. But I, I remember even back then it was before digital projectors, and the the Brinks truck would show up on a Tuesday, and someone would carrying these huge steel heavy cans that had the film prints in there. It was it was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, I mean those things were kept locked down. I mean, like yep. that was that stuff's worth a ton of money. I mean, those are probably fifteen thousand dollar film. Yeah, reels. that that was the movie. You couldn't yeah. just get a copy sent to you, <laughs> no. an email to you. That was the movie. That's I remember being in high school when those would come in. We would all because all of my friends worked in the theater. So when they would just have to assemble the reels to screen the movie to make mm. sure it was put together, we'd all watch that. We just get stoned as shit in the alleyway and just go and just sit there and we're like we basically were watching free movies at midnight every <laughs> Tuesday, and like like we'd be sneaking back in at night at like oh fuck in the morning and then sleeping all day through school the next day. But you know we got free movies every Tuesday to watch the reels and I also get to see what happens when the reels weren't put together properly because holy shit they're like those Fight Club effects and everything make a lot more sense if you've watched the film get burned. <laughs> Shout out to my buddy Stephen uh, who ran the La Follette uh, Theater for so many years and uh, they it was a, a two screener and a dollar mm. theater and. Um, the night the the reels would come in, he'd put it together real quick, and we'd all get to come up at about one o'clock in the morning and watch whatever was coming out two nights before it was released. Awesome. So that was always nice. I got to see Iron Man like that. Whoa. Oh, that's cool. That was the last one, I think. So shout out to Steven. Um, I, I I can't really find a downside in Disney Plus. Like I tried, I went back and watched old stuff, new stuff. It all looks good. There's something on there for it. If it, the only way that you can not enjoy Disney Plus is if you're one of those people that's just obsessed with trying to be the baddest motherfucker in the room. Because like if you oh, have yeah. any form of a soul at all, there's well, I'm not impressed by Disney Plus. You know, I just I just not impress me. The same people I found online that were like, I'm not <laughs> impressed by Disney Plus, are the same people that wait for stuff to come out to hate it. Mm. It's like all the same people that were like, I'm not gonna go watch the Joker movie when it comes out because it's just another movie about a misunderstood white person. Like like those assholes are the same ones. There's nothing on there for Disney. These are people you want to drink with so you probably don't want to hang out with them to begin with. Like this, If you're like Buzz Mc, like McKillington, yeah, you, you, you'll, even you could have something on there because, you know, go watch fucking anything with Scrooge in it and just jerk yeah. off to your... <laughs> Your celluloid version of yourself. The only legitimate complaint that I have heard is Simpson fans talking about the aspect ratio on the Simpsons episodes being wonky. Uh, they did that with um, uh, David uh, David uh, on HBO. Uh, David Cross? No, oh, David. Curb your enthusiasm. Jesus, fuck. Oh, fuck. The aspect ratio on Larry David. The aspect on those are messed up <laughs> as well. Um, they, yep. they blew it up to fit the widescreen, uh, and you're missing parts of the picture. And uh, apparently they're going to fix that in 2020, though, for Simpsons. Uh, they well, need to fix that with Buffy, too. Uh, they did that with the Blu-ray DVDs, and it's the worst oh, thing ever. Oh, they, they did that for the Blu-rays? Yeah. Oh. So, I mean, when you watch Buffy, it's like half of everything is gone in every direction. The color correction makes day or night turn into day. And Everything you can see like people up, standing pixelated. around with microphones and stuff. It is wow. awful. Joss Whedon has has apologized ad nauseum, but it's not his fault. You know, I mean, it's Fox's fault or WB, whoever the hell has. It. I don't know who has it anymore. <laughs> to be honest, I think it's WB. But uh, you know, it's what's funny. You brought up um, special edition things, <laughs> and I just have to address the elephant in the room of McClunky. McClunky. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Greedo. And Han. Oh, God. Okay, so let me, let me a little bit of backstory, okay? Here we um, go. I'm glad you're doing this one because I've been waiting to see which one of the three of us we're going to bitch about this. McClunky. <laughs> so, um, I, the first thing I did, one of the first things I did when I got Disney Plus, I watched, uh, well, the first thing I did was I got on live and was scrolling through showing everybody what was going on on Facebook. Then I went and watched uh, Steamboat Willie 
because I felt like that was only the right thing to do. Yeah, same here. First thing I did was Steamboat Willie. Second one you was guys X-Men. Are weird. Steamboat, I'm not getting the Steamboat Willie thing. Because it was know. the first Disney cartoon. So to me, it was just like, I was, that, that was me, you know, like christening Disney Plus with right, watching right. the first thing. And it was one I of see. my favorite Kingdom Hearts levels. Yeah, so. it's such a good Kingdom Ooh. Hearts level. Ooh. And, Oh, the, I just downloaded the entire Kingdom Hearts library last night. They have a special going on on the PlayStation Network. It's every single game in a package for $32. Dang. Is that including three? Yes, including fucking three. That's what pushed Fuck me over me. the edge. It was normally $99. Yeah, straight up 100 bucks, and it's on sale for And those 30. are remasters? The re- HD remasters, the Game Boy game, all everything. Oh yeah, the God, entire fucking incredible. package. The core trilogy of, of Kingdom Hearts is, like, now that it's complete, is just one of the best in video game history. Solid. I'm excited to delve into it. I only played the first one for some fucking reason. I don't Replay know. it. You're going to love it. <laughs> Replay the first one. I will. Um, but, yeah, so... The next thing I did was I was like, all right, I got to see what happens in the Han scene, the Han and Greedo scene. I just have to know. So I went directly to it, fast forwarded to it and watched it go down and uh, realized that George indeed is just fucking with us now <laughs> because they shoot at like the same time now. It's like it's not even off. And the last thing that Greedo says is McClunky. and i know somebody has explained it to me it's hatties for something i I don't care in my mind it's vengeance for some guy named mcclunky that han screwed over that greedo was friends with (laughs) what's the name of the guy who fucked up the horrible edit because oh my god it's so nasty it is so bad he's playing man it's george playing around he knows that we hate it and there's a funny thing about george lucas i was telling him about it before the show is the fact that george has stepped back up. You know, I had the theory that he was a part of the Mandalorian and apparently he did come in and help punch up some stuff as well as helped punch up. And this is like confirmed as well. Helped ghost right and punch up some stuff on, uh, rise of Skywalker. Well, that makes me afraid for Rise of Skywalker because we need to keep Lucas away from well, movies. Lucas's problem is when he is surrounded by yes men. Exactly. Now Lucas is the guy that's having to answer to Jean Favreau and Dave Filoni. <laughs> well, I mean that's what made Empire work was he got ter- yep. he got demoted on his own fucking projects. <laughs> that's why it's the best of the trilogy. <laughs> that's why the indie movies work because Spielberg is running it the rest of the time. But when Spielberg wasn't able to be there during. Um, Kingdom of the Crystal Ass or whatever the hell that was called. (laughs) (laughs) Can we name the episode that, please? Yep. (laughs) With two dollar signs. Because we're from the 90s. I'm Um, making a note of that right now. Yeah, Kingdom of the Crystal Ass. Write that down. But yeah, I mean, when, when he's not directing... It's fun. It's when that you give him free reign and nobody can tell him no, that it's a problem. Because, man, we've talked about it before that Star Wars has felt there's there's been a bit of a disconnect without him there there was a bit of a disconnect without him there during the force awakens and then the last jedi it felt like there was just this thing i couldn't describe like i was talking about it on dlc the other night with them about Mega Man 11 i was like there's just with him gone from 10 to 11 and him going to do mighty number no. nine it just felt like something was off with Mega Man nine Mega Man 11 just like I felt like The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. I like them both a lot. I have a weird relationship with The Last Jedi. Everybody knows that. But I like it. But it just felt like there was this bit of soul that was missing. And the fuck's your problem with Last Jedi? <laughs> I, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. The movie it's just is a, fucking wonderful. It's an underlying feeling of this something's missing. I, I, I can't I know what you mean. I can't. And I can't, I can't it, verbalize it. Was it the guy that uses the force that went to go live on a planet by himself and no, basically like eat moss because that was Yoda? Luke became no, Yoda. I like that. Oh yeah, I like, I like what they did. I, with I didn't Luke. think they cared about Luke. Luke. No, they love what they did with Luke. Love what they did with. They made me care about Ray. 
So that my was... only problem with that movie, I have one major problem is Canto Vite is weird, uh, but I like it. But it's weird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that that whole. And the other thing, the casino scene could have been like yeah, just twenty minutes shorter. That. Yeah. Um, and the other thing was um, to do something proper for Carrie instead of Holdo sacrificing herself. I felt like that that would have been more of a well send off for her. Carrie died after the movie was done. Yeah, but they were still in post, and nobody wanted to see. Uh, Leia die right after Carrie died. That, that's, that's too true. Soon. That's yeah, true. Yeah, like, and, you didn't and, want to hit people in the but face. Akbar, back. No, it's, I'm sorry. I meant Akbar. I, I'll oh. take that back. I thought that that should have been Akbar because he unceremoniously yes. just died out the side of the ship. Right? Yeah, that, he's yeah, a hero of the fucking Republic. I would have rather <laughs> that been Akbar. But uh, you also got, it couldn't have been Carrie mainly because she was going to be a major part of, of as nine. a Jedi this, in nine. This whole thing makes me so sad to think of her finally getting her come up and so to speak and getting that last Jedi credit in uh, Episode Nine and actually seeing her use the force and become a major part of that movie and really book in the whole thing with her having Jedi abilities that now the, the, that we're not getting to see that that's depressing the fucking shittiest part of this is that all of those goddamn people that complained online of why did she use the force to get back in because it was setting up her being a fucking badass Jedi yeah. in nine and we're never going to get it because yep. she died my problem with that scene was not the fact she did it it's the fact that there was just something off about that colorization i don't know it was it, it was a technical thing is it for the me. fact that they did the almost exact same particle effects in her face they use in guardians of the galaxy yeah, i when think that might have been space? what it was because it literally is i mean it's the same visual studio that made it so um, i mean it's not like it's gonna hurt them to save a few bucks it was a weird technical thing that i was just like why what but i get it but uh it looks weird but, yeah the, I, I was i was pissed uh, uh, uh speaking going back to the the, the original they use the the special editions for the trilogy like that kind of bothered me they but, have to but I don't know but I've got this if you get the DVDs that came out of like like 10 years ago this, there's a special feature in every one of them that's the original fucking cut of the movies oh I know but they're smushed give it to me smush I don't care <laughs> I, I, I agree give it to me smush give it to me because it's a laser disc like we talked about it's the laser disc and it's it's, uh, it's upscaled as far as the colorization and the, the digital effects but it's not um off of film well, I, I talked to you before I showed uh, because like uh, my daughter and her sisters wanted to watch Star Wars with me like mm-hmm. last Sunday right and uh, I, <laughs> this, this is awesome trying to explain Star Wars to kids is is literally like trying to shoot yourself in the foot because she goes okay let's start at episode one it's like no honey we, we're gonna start at episode four she's like that's stupid who did that it's like George Lucas and let me tell you the more Star Wars you watch that's stupid you're gonna say a lot and the answer is always George Lucas yeah <laughs> So we start watching it. I did not know about the uh, the McClunky. We're going to call that now. That's our new curse word for the show. Oh, no shit. McClunky. McClunky. And uh, when that happened, I literally looked up and went, what the fuck? And my daughter just turns around and looks at me and goes, George Lucas? I was like, yes! 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 George Lucas is McClunky. Maybe that's what that maybe that that's that's how they say George Lucas in bad editing. You know, speaking of uh, overarching sci-fi things like that, I, I was born in '75. Uh, the age I'm at, Star Wars was just in my DNA. It, it fucked everything else up. I, I, it hit me at a time where. If, if it wasn't Star Wars for like the next 10 years, I really didn't give too much of a shit about it. it. It was that high on my list. It just fucked everything else up for me. The first movie I saw in a theater was Jedi. And, uh. and then my brother got a hold of like VHS bootlegs from where we, we my, my mom went to the, to the, like the, the rental store and we did the two VCR bootleg trick. And oh, yeah. So we had like 
third generation copies of A New Hope and a Sailing Vampire. the original pirate seas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were, fuck you, Napster. We were here way before <laughs> you. But, uh, when you like when you grow up like if you're like i was in that generation that their dads left like right when they were born so in my brain i would watch those movies over and over because like i was my dad was still in my life but in my brain when every time i'd see like that lightsaber fight happen but i want to kick my dad's ass with a lightsaber (laughs) (laughs) so that that, that generation of kids that would watch that i'm totally a part of it and my brother was in the same boat my older brother is he's like two years older than you he's in that boat too where star wars ruined his whole fucking life and like he would be sitting there and like we'd, we'd be on vacation or something and be like man wouldn't it be cool right now it's like, if we found a fucking lightsaber and kicked dad's ass he's like, totally yeah <laughs> and they had long hair so he'd always look at me and be like we're gonna put your hair in leia buns and i'm gonna go fuck up dad <laughs> <laughs> but you know it, it gets ingrained in you mm. which means I, I think that should bring us right into uh our current state of it the Mandalorian. Yep. Oh boy, the Mandalorian. It's awesome. It's perfect. <laughs> it's you know, perfect. Universally loved. It is universally loved. I've How seen. How in the fuck do you make a Star Wars TV show that none of us complain about? <laughs> I've seen one person hate it, and he's the guy that hates everything on purpose online because that's what he does. Like he's one of those people that does it, and he does it to mess with people. I know he does. He won't admit that, but he does. I'm ironically hating this. <laughs> It's like he ironically. He, so he's a soft core edge lord. Yeah, like he, like he's a boomer edge lord, right? Uh, oh. oh god. I'm sorry. Am I hurting someone's feelings out there? <laughs> Get over it. It's a word, man. And stop saying. You know what? I'm not going to go into this. <laughs> the Mandalorian. Okay. So. And thus ends the the episode. Every episode segment now. Every like long form episode that's on interview of Cody randomly trashing a group of people on the internet. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, and join us next time for Cody alienates our audience. That's what I'm good at. Oh, their audience, I don't want anyway. It's fine. Speaking of aliens, my new favorite alien is Nick Nolte. Who would have thought? What the fuck? <laughs> okay, well, which one's fucking Nick Nolte? Uh, I have spoken. I have spoken. That's Nick Nolte. Yeah, That's Nick Nolte. That's Nick Nolte. Uh, yep, motherfucker. <laughs> I have spoken. I, I went back and rewatched both of them last night, but I was a little mm, fucked up. And I, was just, I, I went back and rewatched both episodes just searching for Nick Nolte. Yeah, you can't, you can't <laughs> tell. You cannot about? tell with him. It's like, okay, there's Brian Pesane again. Got it. Look, there's Carl Weathers again. Got it. Where the fuck is he? Like, at one point, I wondered if he was doing the animal sounds and the, and the fucking things that they wrote. <laughs> Which I, means I was close, goddammit. Yeah, he's in the scene. He's in the fucking so he's scene. In the scene. I'm uh, I'm just I'm just happy he's doing something awesome again because I like Nick Nolte and also um you know this it's weird man okay this show it is a serial first of all it is not a series it is based on what Star Wars was based on mm-hmm. it is based on Western serials and comic serials if you go back and you watch the Batman serials from the 30s and 40s you're gonna see that they're anywhere from 20 to 45 minutes long so stop complaining about the runtime. it's not on television <laughs> it's a new format they can do what they want and they can release it when they want how fucking entitled are you right meow Okay, but I want it now. I do too, but I'm not fucking Farouzabog, Veruca Salt. I don't know. (laughs) I can't remember the difference. You're you're, you're getting getting different eras of my childhood confused. (laughs) 
Hey, you know, on that note, um, this is something I talk about with Jamie a lot. I actually prefer waiting a week between episodes. Like with the Watchmen, with Mandalorian. I like savoring them. Uh, I, I like the speculation with, between with, friends. What is that? What does that mean? With the show like Mandalorian, it has to be. This is not... If you binge watch it... Okay, just to point out a, a detail of this. I rewatched both episodes last night. I found shit I missed in both. If you binged this, you would miss the Easter eggs, oh, the man. lore, the background yeah, I mean, story. Any show like that to me, it just blurs together. You, you, like I said, you don't get to savor it and appreciate it. I, I just don't like seeing down and just blasting right through something personally. It depends but, on the show. Like like the way that Netflix did the Marvel shows, there's no East, there's no like the Easter eggs are big, big and bright, and they basically just hung giant lights on them, saying, "Look at me, I'm a reference." <laughs> but a problem you know? with that is that you're sitting there for 13 hours, and you're going to get on your phone because time at times it's going to drag. Yep. This doesn't drag. It's tight. It's yeah. This there. is all killer, no filler. Yeah. And uh, honestly, dude, I mean, I don't need it like 90 minute show or an hour long show. I mean, I love The Walking Dead, dude. I watch it every week. But there are episodes and parts where I'm just like, oh, this episode was pointless. Or, oh, that whole 30 minutes was pointless. Right. Or, you know, and I do it with everything. The Arrow shows, all that. Arrow's I great this year. I love Arrow, but oh my God, that's so hard to. What was happening in this episode? Nothing for 45 fucking minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 22 episodes is done, man. Don't do it anymore. Yep. You I completely your, agree with that. The, the mandatory 22 episodes. Yeah, You're going to yeah. get filler. You're going to get filler. Mandatory time, runtime, and mandatory episode num- counts are dead. It's a dead media. Mandalorian goes until it, that storyline. They wrote it. It's here until it's done. They have, there's no fucking pressure on it, and it's 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 what Star Wars should be. The, the thing I've been reading online are people. I think this is the funniest thing. That's not so much a complaint as it is a criticism. Is people going well? It's, it's like I'm watching a video game. Uh, you know what? I read that too. I don't. I don't get that. I get it totally because it's okay. Here's an action sequence. Here I'm going to go turn something in. I get a reward, and now here's the action sequence. <laughs> okay, I right. get that on it, but it's almost like now roll with me on this that the people that create those games were heavily influenced by fucking Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> It's it's and now it's came back full circle because John Favreau is an, an, an admitted you know like if you look at the shit he admits about his spare time we know he cooks we know he smokes an insane amount of weed and we know he plays a fuckload of video games um, do you think that the stoner that right that loves video games that helps create the show wouldn't I don't know be influenced by things like Knights of the Old Republic mm-hmm. or the you know of course so well but also those action scenes are really heavily influenced by old westerns and spaghetti westerns things of that nature you know okay you know it's people bandits setting up five or ten people shooting the at the fucking, heroes the shootout in episode on the first episode Episode is straight up one of those old bandito shootout scenes. Right, it's like, Robocop. Th- right now, oh, the- oh, oh, Robocop! It's Robocop. It's 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 the it's the factory scene. The music even swells to that sound. Nice observation. It, it goes bum, 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 when he jumps on that machine gun, and I was like, honestly, when he jumped on that machine gun, I I, I was just a total fan boner. Oh, yeah, I, like, it was like bringing tears to my eyes. But I cried at the Flash, so it doesn't matter. I do too. I do. <laughs> Something else the Mandalorian does that's really really hard to do uh, is comedy. It's it's legitimately funny. In the a writing great way. is especially for a, a faceless protagonist. Mm-hmm. To, to be able to pull this shit off, just with the 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 the, this, the conversation between him and IG Eleven in the shootout is fucking phenomenal. Which is Taika Waititi. It was is that who he was? Yeah. <laughs> That's IG. Okay, now now he brings back Cody knows all names. Uh, <laughs> now now CKpedia is reborn. <laughs> Continuity. <laughs> Check. But, uh, <laughs> what's funny about that too is. That comedy is the comedy I remember Lucas doing in episodes four, five, and six. Tasteful, no, tasteful it, comedy. It not really, fart jokes and poo-doo. Yeah. 
I don't know. The uh, the 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 prank call in Last Jedi was hilarious. I don't it's give a funny, shit. but I it's thought earthly. So. But it's not like it doesn't fit as well as like Han Solo's dry one liners mm-hmm. or anything. Or you know, like him turning around on the Force Men of Endor and going. That that just that that sells it right there when he's standing outside the shield generator and then everybody comes running out. So I'm wondering how long it's going to take before people realize this takes place five years after Jedi and that's not fucking actually Yoda. It's it's a mess as far as people's understanding of it. Um, yeah. There are no names. There are no there are no subtitles of anything. You don't know what planet you're on. Yeah, they started doing the um, little names at the t- every time we go to a planet on these new movies. Uh, Rogue One did it. Mm-hmm. Last Jedi did it, but none of that in uh, in this. But I think show. that's strange, but also endearing in some weird way. Mm. Okay, because it, it, Tatooine, it's Tatooine. It's, I, I know, it's not. It's not Tatooine. It's too, <sighs> it's too muddy. It's, there's it mud everywhere. Muddy. You're right, and it's brown. Know. It's too dark, and the Jawas had red eyes. Not yellow eyes. And we do know that... Like, mean, that, that was even too... That was too geeky even for this show. He's Holy right. shit. No, he's right. The, the, the whole Star Wars ruined my life thing just bled out his pores. <laughs> Listeners, you can't see this, but he literally just turned... His face just turned into a badass, almost biker version with his beard version of the comic book guy from uh, The Simpsons. He's like, and, they, and, and... You know what? You're right. You're right. And He's to take right, it one though. step He's... further, there's an action figure for those Jawas, and they're called off-world Jawas, specifically. So they are so. spacefaring. I've always kind of figured they were, I mean, because they just go around and, I don't know, steal shit. They've <laughs> showed up in the extended universe in other planets. Mm. That's true. So, I mean, why not? No, I, they're, they're, I, I like the fact that we don't... Okay, the, the only thing we actually know about the Mandalorian is that he was, like, one of the adopted types that get turned into this. We know that. I uh, know. We don't even know that, do we? Yeah, because he's, he's, he, says so, he says so in the first one. that is, We're going to get... We'll be able to get many found with this he goes I was a foundling mm-hmm. and then it starts showing oh, clips that's right, of that's him getting picked up that's right Is, I, I dig I dig that they're bringing in the whole thing that Filoni did with their religion with the Mandalorians and all that yeah the weapons are a part of my religion <laughs> I shared at that I, I, I hate religion with a burning passion but if it's Mandalorians and the gun is his religion that's a religion I can fucking get behind geeks and hair to the earth support the Mandalorians in a fake universe worshipping a gun and no don't worship a gun in real life you have to be an actual Mandalorian in space and then GITE approves but uh, I, I, I fucking I, I, I dug I dug that I dug the fact that you got you know that this isn't some Boba Fett shit this is a whole new story it's definitely not Boba no and, no no no, no. And, 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 and people consistently forget this that uh, Yoda is a part of a race we're getting another member of that race. Just tell me the names, please. I'm my but the nerd, fact that my they're not is losing awesome. it. The fact that they're I not know. is awesome because you can't immediately go fan fiction it. You can't immediately start making memes of it. You have to do this crazy thing that we used to have to do back in the 80s called watch the goddamn yeah. thing. <laughs> wait, wait, and speculate. Can I you, love that. Can you believe they kept Baby Yoda under wraps this whole time? I, I can't. Mean, he's that big a part of the show and not one thing leaked about it. That's crazy. There time. have to be toys being made yeah, that be. are made right now that Funko has not been able to talk about that because dude I'm telling you right now this season's biggest seller for kids this holiday the pe- thing that are, pe- people are going to kill each other over with hammers like they did the fucking Cabbage Patch Kids is Baby Yoda <laughs> I mean you're not gonna if they make a Baby Yoda doll that's like seven inches tall forget it you're not getting one unless you kill someone right don't kill any <laughs> guys don't kill each other be nice to each other be, if be, it gets be me a Baby Yoda doll kill five or six <laughs> fuck you <laughs> they, they tried it with Jar Jar it failed they tried it with the Porgs it failed bam Baby Yoda nailed I, it they, 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 they got it I, I, I do love my Porg Hub shirt though <laughs> I still see weebs that love Porgs 
I, and I love weebs because I, I, I am one. Oh. I love porgs. I thought they were cute. <laughs> I need to. I, I didn't like Ewoks, but I love porgs. So I like, like Ewoks. But no, baby, it's, and it's not going to be your kids. It's going to be us. It's going to be middle-aged people clubbing each other with fucking spears and clubbing with spears. Yeah, I was really prepared for this show. You could do that. Spearing with clubs. Spearing with clubs. Yeah, that's that's as bad as my high five kicks from the last episode. Don't play cards. Shit. No, it's, 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 I cannot say enough good things about that. I, I love the soundtrack. I love the look. I love the feel. Anybody else catch that Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade reference, the Easter egg in the second episode? Mm-mm. When he was hanging on the side of the tank and they run the tank, it's going through the desert, oh, he's yep, hanging yep. on the side of the tank, they run the tank into the side of the... Try to get him off. Try to get him off onto the rocks, and it looks like he's gone, but then he pops back up. It is pitched. It's exactly the same sequence right there for that moment. I was like, there you go. We forgot to mention this. There were going to be a lot of spoilers for this. We, oh, yeah. I but uh, if you haven't watched The Mandalorian by now... You're either not going to, or you heard us talk about it, and you're going to watch it. But we have said nothing that your Facebook feed and Twitter yep. and Reddit didn't just butt fuck for you. With, and not even the next day. Baby Yoda memes were up an hour after the fucking Mandalorian came out. TMZ released an article, because me and you oh, both jumped right. onto it. Yep. Like three hours. We're like, what the after fuck, it, We were both like, what the hell are you doing? I didn't see that as fast as I saw people changing their fucking profile picture to Baby Yoda sticking this little cute finger out <laughs> like, I love how we don't know it's fucking name so we're still calling it baby Yoda what even though we what else just call fucking it? said the, the it's child. not fucking Yoda the child is actually what they're calling it now but I'm uh, not calling it the child's not as fun to say <laughs> that's from the golden child I know it's like right, the same right. thing <laughs> now Eddie Murphy's gonna come and fuck the whole thing up hey he wants the knife he wants the lightsaber <laughs> <laughs> and how about that uh, gun? I like the callback to the Boba Fett uh, Vader exchange. That no disintegrations. That fucking gun he has, <laughs> just boosh. And now I get why you, my Vader said that because all you bring back is clothes. <laughs> it's the Rapture gun, dude. <laughs> it just annihilates them, and then their clothes are laying there. I'm like, are their clothes made of zero biological material? I need to understand. Now we know what Kirk Cameron's so afraid of. <laughs> the Mandalorian. Oh, I'm memeing that. Um, oh my God. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh god um but yeah the show's really good we'll, we're trying not to spoil it i guess somewhat Werner herzog is the shit uh he knows nothing about what he about the show apparently he just walks in reads his lines as Werner herzog and is awesome yeah, we, we talked about this a little bit in the last episode and now it's he's talking about it more and it's it's not just a public it's not a public no he's, no he's gone farther with it it's like, i don't even watch the other or however the fuck he talks <laughs> like i don't even watch the other scenes i don't know what i have no idea what my dialogue means in context i don't care he does have a quote uh talking about baby yoda saying uh, it was either the origin or the journey of the character one of the two is uh, strikingly beautiful i think is specifically what he said i'd say he's probably watched the show he's yeah he's i think he's just trying not to spoil anything i do believe from the way that he looks that he didn't look in a mirror i don't think that was a joke at all but uh he he's definitely he's got to be watching it because yeah. he's so contradictory i think he's just i think it is a publicity stunt now but i also think that they had to rein him in from being crazy warner herzog and turn it into one because yeah. he was a little bit that shit there he was dick he was i mean could you imagine though for a guy like him to get that much attention again out of nowhere like you you'd probably be a, oh yeah you're crazy would still be showing you well, know it's like with joaquin <clears throat> with, with the joker you know like i mean i never expected to see him so jolly and happy all the time now i mean like in wanting to do this sequel <laughs> that they have soft okay announced. I, I, I saw thr thr put that up you put it on our page earlier i'll believe it when todd phillips and joaquin come out and go we have a script it's until that moment happens this is to me it's all conjecture i i do know for a fact 
that he is doing more Black Label stuff. That Todd Phillips is. Yes, that is confirmed. That. That is yeah, confirmed. he did confirm he was going to do some more. That, that didn't say Joker 2. No. And mm-hmm. I don't know if Joker 2 is exactly what they mean. I don't know if I want a Joker 2. I don't. I think that it's... I think I just I, like it self-contained. I think we'll see a Joker-esque sequel in the same vein that we saw Batman v Superman be a sequel to Man, Man of Steel. Mm, mm, mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, because... If you want to talk about the Superman trilogy, as far as the DCEU goes, it is Man of Steel, BVS, Justice League. His arc is the main arc. So, I mean, you, you do Joker with part one. You do your Batman movie. Then you have dun, dun, dun. Batman versus the Joker. <laughs> or you just have, you know, the killing joke, whatever you want to call it. But let's face it, man, they're Phillips raining in a, him into uh, that universe. Joaquin Phoenix in a Killing Joke movie, I, I would see. I, I was no fan of the animated movie, but uh, Killing Joke with him, they that, that, that I would up. see. They're, oh, they're, God. I'm a fan of it after the first 30 minutes and pretending like it didn't happen. That that, yeah, that first 30 minutes was cringeworthy like, as Don't fuck. do that to Barbara. Gross. <clears throat> just gross. Batman and Batgirl in a... Ugh, oh, no. I don't yeah, like it. And, and, and when you start doing the math on that in your head, oh, I mean, no. you're going to start vomiting in your mouth And it's bit. Gordon's daughter, too. That's yeah, just creepy, too. It's all wrong. Yeah, bone in your... Boning your best friend's daughter? What the fuck? It'd be like if he had a relationship with Dick when he got older. It'd be weird, too. Well, I mean, there's a whole lot I know, of, but it's still uh, weird. Uh, <laughs> You'd still be like, what, were you waiting? <laughs> were you waiting? Were you waiting on him to come of this age? This is why I, I never mean, let you wear pants, Dick. It's Gotham. It has absolutely <laughs> fuck on... <laughs> <laughs> But that uh, that little forced relationship there, that has absolutely fuck all nothing to do with the killing joke in any way. Nope. They just stuck that on. They're like, hey, don't you want to see Batman and Batgirl? Fuck, here you go. No, I don't. And you know what's funny? Speaking of science fiction, and I know that we're doing a lot of sci-fi stuff for this episode, but uh, I don't know if you guys remember when Blockbuster was first, you know, when the first Marvel movies were coming out, like Punisher and Daredevil and all oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Okay. The Dolph Lundgren Punisher. I love that movie. Um, <laughs> oh, go fuck yourself with a chainsaw. I, dude, what the fuck? Go rewatch it. Go rewatch it. I'm I telling you. I have rewatched it's, it. It's, it's fun. It's, it, it, he, he is awesome in it. And he, he really brings it. And there's a lot of, there are bad parts of that movie. He never puts a skull on, but I'll, we'll get into that. The bad time. part of that movie, I can tell you what it is. The balls. Uh, it, it happens uh, after the credits start, <laughs> and it's until the cra- you see credits again. And the, in between those credits, <laughs> there's a lot the of bad part of that movie. There's a huge cult movement online for that movie, and like I see it because it's I always like it. Somehow, I don't it's remember because it. somehow I Dolph Lundgren keeps a giant fan base. Every time Dolph well, Lundgren reappears, everybody's like, "Fuck it, Dolph Lundgren's an outback." He's it really be? sweet. He's a cool guy. He's a good enough actor in everything he does, and and, and then he got like a doctorate or something. He shit? is a genius. He's a Mensa member. He's no, a, like, he's a PhD in chemical engineering. Damn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No. He, Way to he, marry he, Sue life, Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Fuck. Really? Yeah, no. He started as a model. Anyway, I go on about Dolph Lundgren. Anyway, <laughs> hey, I'll see you in six months, Dolph, at Fanboy Expo. But anyway. I hope What's he doesn't good? hear that clip before you meet him. He's like, oh, God. <laughs> this didn't age well. This didn't age well. Another one. <laughs> Another one. Uh, but anyway, so when that was happening, if you went to Blockbuster and you looked for comic book movies, do you know where they were? They were in the science fiction section. Hmm. Really? That's where they popped up at. Now, if you were in that, You're the youngest of the three of us, and you know that. Holy fuck. That's really yeah, weird. Well, hey, man, I, what else was I going to do on Friday nights? I mean, I live in a small town. There's literally mountains, Walmart, and there was a Blockbuster. I mean, that was it. So, I mean, we hung out there and we rented movies. And ours lasted longer than most. So, but yeah, they would either be in science fiction or action. Predominantly science fiction. Now, so, if you look at comic books in general, superheroes in general, that is a, it's somewhere between sci-fi and fantasy. Because 
they I'll are take that. they're yeah. based on scientific either breakthroughs or disasters or genetic catastrophes or dead parents or a, yeah a lot of dead parents <laughs> yeah little quick interjection here. Also, to me, I've always felt that specifically, specifically in the 80s and maybe even the 90s a little bit before they had the technology to really pull off these superhero movies. And even going back into the 70s, really pro wrestling was a huge comic book outlet like that. It Good was. versus evil, huge mm-hmm. cartoony characters, Hulk Hogan versus Andre, I, I, the evil yeah, Russians. I, I, was, I had big Hulk Hogan and Hacksaw Jim Duggan posters in my bedroom as a kid. They were our superheroes. Yeah, they totally were. I mean, and they, they were like the real life ones. They yeah. Every now and then they'd come to your mall and sign autographs and shit. It was the <laughs> fucking weirdest thing. Like the weirdest thing for me as a kid was when I met Hacksaw Jim Duggan and, and I, I, I started crying. I was about to say you started crying. I knew, I knew it. <clears throat> And he looked at me and like he didn't know what to do, so he found a T-shirt that was my size and just gave it to me. Because you know, this is before you know you could take a selfie or something, and he'd be like, "What's wrong?" I was like, "I've only seen you on the TV, and you're real." And I'll never forget. He leans down and he's like, "Well, you can be on TV too. You can be anything you want to be. You can be a hero. You can even be a bad guy." Oh, and I was like, "That's fucking oh. cool," you know. Man, what? Are, yeah, they were they were larger than life superheroes. I mean, mm-hmm. when when Hulk Hogan slammed Andre the Giant, the world shook. Yep. I mean, everyone lost their fucking minds. <laughs> Hell, when Andre the Giant died, the world shot. Oh, man. I mean, like, there, you didn't oh. know anybody that had a good day the next day when that yeah, news that broke. Yeah, that was rough. Man. Actually shook Andre the Giant's hand. That's one of my uh, wrestling claim to fame. Holy it was a great shit. Yeah. And you still have your hand. I do. Somehow. That's amazing. I'm surprised you didn't have to shake it with your whole fucking arm. Jesus Christ. His hands were... What was it like? I mean, was it was it well, as big as you thought? I had a bit of a, a ruffian 13-year-old friend with me, and uh, he showed us how to sneak back behind the bleachers and out the back door, and that's when we... You know, saw the limousines and spun and saw Andre together, and he looked down at us and just kind of scoffed. And we held our hands out, and he actually kind of grabbed both of our hands together and shook him at the same time, little mm. kid hands to him. So that was yeah, just sounds memory. so Andre. <laughs> then he kind of laughed. That's so Andre. Andre. That's so Andre. That's so Andre. I need that show. I need a, an animated That's So Andre show on Disney Plus, voiced no. by Raven Simone. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Anybody want a peanut? Um, <laughs> But God damn it! Now I gotta go home and watch Princess Bride and cry. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Watch it all you want. Does Disney own that too? I don't know. I don't think so. Damn it! I would have already noticed. Mm. I would have been like, oh, also Princess Bride's on here. But hey, there's more stuff coming. So who knows? I mean, they're getting the, the Fox stuff, so we'll see. Also, people were complaining the other day because we talk a lot about animation on the show a lot too. Um, people were complaining the other day because Bob's Burgers, the the uh, film, the animated movie that's coming out, got pulled off the Disney slate. But it's not being pulled off the slate because it's not going to theaters. It's going, it's to, going Disney to Disney Plus. Plus. Yeah. So don't freak out. Stop. Read the. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking read people. R T F A. Read the fucking article. Our listener base doesn't need to know that. That's the problem. I feel like we should be <laughs> instructing our listener base. Okay, okay, it's time to militarize, okay? What you need to do is go to that douchebag that you know at work and teach him the words RTF, the words shit, the letters RTFA. Yes, read the fucking article, you douche canoe. You know, like our, our listeners are saying, listeners, you, you guys are either A, immune, or B, you're getting your info from us, which means you're getting it late, but you're getting it funnier. But... <laughs> Just, they're not going to care. The ADD is strong with this nation. There's so much of that going around, though. The not reading. Uh, I, I'm still saying, you know, this goes back to the streaming wars thing. Uh, notice that uh, everybody's talking about Disney Plus or what's about to happen with HBO. HBO is about to pop off. Uh, mm-hmm. Netflix is sitting there just scratching their balls, going, "We're just going to announce more Witcher seasons, more Witcher seasons." <laughs> Nickelodeon. That's big. It's big. Okay, it's big, but... I'm a Nick kid, man. It's big, but... 
with this, if if I have the option to go back and rewatch the Jungle Book, Lion King, and Aladdin, either with my kid just to show her stuff, or stoned, nostalgic at home, or am I gonna scroll through Netflix to rewatch? Hey dude, Doug or Hey dude, <laughs> they mostly that's suck. That's, that's the, good, but those live action shows, Hey dude, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Pete and Pete worked good. Pete and Pete's amazing. Yeah. No, if they don't put Pete and Pete on there, I don't. I, then I'm I done with you. I'm done a, with you. I have a, a good friend with a petunia tattoo. I mean, Pete oh, and Pete gorgeous. still fucking holds. No, but I don't think well. any like I, like Rugrats. You've been able to stream, you know, through YouTube for a long time and Hulu and Hulu stuff. and all that. Like, like and, and it didn't hold. Uh, like like a lot of those shows didn't hold. Disney fucking holds. It does. It does. I want to see. Uh, out of control and you can't do that on television yeah. I would love to see what you, what you can look at that television yeah. looks like now cut <laughs> um, <laughs> what was the word when they would be, what was the word they would say that they was drop the slime on you or was it a word of the day that you couldn't no, say no it was I think it was if you said what wasn't it? Was it what? what? Or what? something or whatever? Some word triggered it. It was, it was a one word. I can't remember it I either. I can never make that green slime. Seth Green, let me know. Yeah, Art, <laughs> you see kids, triggered in my day meant you got green slime dropped on your fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those were the days. This, um, is, this episode is just one big nostalgia boner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of... Uh, so, something else science fiction you mentioned it earlier the black hole is the on black there hole, the yep. black hole is on there yes <laughs> uh, first of all not for kids uh, no no secondly, I can't believe I got to watch that as a kid My, yeah I saw I it mean, in the theater I got to watch Robocop as a kid come on man <laughs> yeah I mean in Robocop. retrospect my, my parents did let me watch Robocop and Roadhouse and all that shit as a kid too so yeah I guess this is in my wheelhouse Verhoeven slept or swept rather uh, Robocop right under the eyes of the, the companies he was working mm-hmm. for I mean they thought he was going to be making essentially you know like an Iron Man movie big superhero and that movie is not a fucking superhero movie <laughs> Oh. Yeah, but if you read what the, uh, the creator now says, he's like, did you know Robocop was my analogy for Christ? Like, that dude's crazy. Whoa. Well, I mean, it, he had, there was a creator, and then you had uh, Frank Miller to come in and write the script. It is so dark I mean, and so gory. And that de- the, the I, full I, death of Murphy. It's still the, one of the most brutal. Oh, yeah, the uncensored version? Oh, my God. I can't handle the uncensored version. I can't one. either. I'm like, stop. Right? He's already dead. The Simpsons. <laughs> like the Simpsons. <laughs> I, I, RoboCop's on that list of things I was, I've recently rewatched to see if it holds. And oh, it, it, I think perfectly. it holds better it's fucking better. now mm-hmm. it's better. than it did. Like, you could not do that movie that way today without somebody getting rippingly pissed. Verho- I'd buy that for a dollar. Exactly. Oh, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> you, could you imagine this, the backlash on that? Like, you can't justify, objectify women like that. Like in the dystopic fucking cyberpunk future, that might be that girl's only option for a job outside of selling whatever the fuck they that drug is they sell in RoboCop too. Yeah, you know whatever that was. I can't remember what it was. Like snatch or something. I don't know. Snatch. It was but not snatch. It wasn't. It wasn't. I just can't remember. Because if the if the phrase "Do you want to do some snatch?" would have been in that movie, it would still be a fucking T-shirt today. Yeah, it'd be a meme. Um, was but it Rush, I think. I think it is Rush. Yeah. I think you're right. Or Spice or something. But Verhoeven had this cool thing where he would, when he did sci-fi, when he did, mm-hmm. where he would uh, add this super cool subtext into everything. Because with uh, with Robocop, you had Reaganomics happening during mm-hmm. that time. You had the whole um, uh, opulence of the 80s. Uh, with Starship Troopers, I mean, it holds up better now than it ever oh, did. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Starship Troopers is something... Would you like to know more? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you guys have never watched Starship Troopers, go fucking yeah. watch it. And Robocop. And Robocop. And Total Recall. And Black yeah. Hole. And Black, <laughs> and Black Hole. Back to Black Hole. <laughs> Back to Black Hole. <laughs> I like how this has just became a black hole of just topic yep, jumping. Yep. 
Oh, oh it's one thing I would, before you jump out of here. One thing I did notice rewatching it as a kid, I never picked up on it, and like in my twenties, I never picked up on it. But Clarence Boddicker being the embodiment of sellout to corporation. Oh yeah. Mm. And, oh, yeah, and the way that he dies, if you look at it, he does look like a reverse crucifixion. The way that they film him for yeah. just dying unjustly for being a fucking farce. Like I never picked up on that shit at all. Mm-mm. Or the clear drug addict getting burned to death with acid. Like there's so there's symbolic killings in that movie. Yeah. Like really symbolic killings. Yeah, go watch Robocop kids. And if you have never seen Robocop, you Buckle up. You, you you're listening to this episode with a friend that likes this show because <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy so Black shit. Hole, yeah, Black Hole's on here. It's fucking amazing. Way, way ahead of its time for what it was dealing Ridiculously with. Ridiculously ahead of its That's another one of those movies that if you tried to do today, would be a hard R. Mm. Yep. They, oh, they, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be a fucking be a hard R. Uh, cool yeah. robot designs, too. Maximilian I was say, and Bob, all that cool For those stuff. of you who haven't seen Black Hole, take Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Oddity and make it a more watchable movie, and that's basically no. Black Hole. <laughs> Somewhat, yeah. Interesting. Without all yeah, the yeah. really super heady stuff there at the end. Oh, wow. I mean... Yeah, they, this was more of just making the fucking movie. Yeah. Even the... I remember as a kid having the, the, the little fucking, like, uh, the 7-inch or whatever it was. Uh, oh, the record. record. had the little storybook yeah. with the storybook. it. Absolutely. Even the storybook fucking freaked me out as a kid man <laughs> it's it's it, you know what it kind of is like the event horizon for kids it, was. it is event horizon for kids that's way better than mine like, when they, when they i, I had my black hole toys and those were the ones that killed my other toys like <laughs> yeah. like if the gi joes got lined up my black hole toys killed all of your shit yeah <laughs> it was just so ominous and uh the visuals were great too when they pull up on the ship for the first time mm-hmm. that's in orbit and it, it's just like the exposed girders you can see the light coming through it oh man it's, and if, it's if you really go back ominous. and play a lot of like space-based games like like even outer worlds falls because like how much black hole influence the oh, yeah. visual look like like fucking dirty space oh yeah i dirty mean space look at look at shit like uh, yeah, just the, the ominous looming feeling like you were talking about it's like docking and shit now go back and watch farscape or firefly and tell me that that's not a direct one-to-one well nice. what happened was what happened carpenter was? released dark star and dark star introduced dirty space because we had 2001 and all that stuff that was clean space it was white, white rooms. Everything was very clean, pristine. And Dark Star, they all had beards. They'd been on the space station for years. They, <laughs> and then you go from that to Alien. Once again, dirty space. Truckers, Super realistic. Truckers in space. Then you truckers go. In sp- yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. That's really that's really that movie. That's I what it is. Star <laughs> Star Wars took it to the next level. It's still dirty space. And then Disney was like, "Oh shit! This Star Wars thing's doing really good. We need to make our own movie." And that's why Black Hole was born. Yep. And if like R two D two was Bob or mm-hmm. uh, you know all that. And if you look at the type of movies that were coming out around then, they were cranking them out. Like Ice Pirates came out around then. Uh, Crawl came out around then. Oh, like, they were, they were cranking. <laughs> Cranking them out. But those are fucking classics, They're by the great. way. I don't give a shit. No, I love them. Ice Pirates, I went back and rewatched last year. That did not hold up, but the nostalgia factor oh, makes it fucking hilarious. It's, it's a great drinking game of a movie. Final Countdown in a weird way. Uh, that's the hmm. one with, uh, you know, where the, um, the aircraft carrier gets teleported back to 1945 I don't oh, think I've yeah, seen yeah, this yeah, yeah. or to, 19, to, to 1941 sorry to uh, the attack on Pearl Harbor and they have to decide it's got um, Kirk Douglas in it they have to decide at that moment do we stop the attack on Pearl Harbor and destroy the future or you know what will happen what are the consequences there's a lot of science fiction that was big came out right around that time and then you had Enemy Mine Enemy Mine is very much a combination of Star Wars and All Quiet on the Western Front See, it was one of the things that Star Wars doesn't get the credit for that it deserves is making the cultural 
boom of sci-fi in yeah. the 80s. Because if you look at a lot of sci-fi before it, you're going to say the words Star and Trek a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and like, the motion and, picture is was definitely influenced by Star Wars, too. We wouldn't have had the Star Trek motion picture if they didn't. Star Wars hadn't happened. They were like, oh, God, now we got to do this. Yeah, and I... I I, I don't think they would have taken the risks they took in Wrath of Khan if not for the success of like, some of the risks that Star Wars did. Yeah, tonally, uh, the Khan was changed from previous Star Wars, I mean, from Star Trek because of Star Wars, definitely. Oh, definitely, definitely. But, I mean, if you look at sci-fi, you're, I never thought about it in clean, dirty space before because all of the, you're, you're, you know, sci-fi in, in general, especially if it dealt with space, like we're just zooming into space for this section of it, right, mm-hmm. was all Star Trek ripoffs. Like, all of yeah. it was all very clean. clean. It was... Very pristine. Well, you know, Roddenberry had the vision. Star Trek for Roddenberry was what if humans all got together and just put their bullshit out the window and worked together to accomplish a fucking goal to get into space. So everything was military based. Everything was, you know, organized and clean. And he got the first uh, interracial kiss on television. Uh, many interracial things. Many for interracial that show. things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even in, even involving a Russian character was so crazy. Oh God. Oh yeah. They, I remember reading the uh, the the fucking the, the book. Uh, was the the, the is mostly like the oral biography that like Roddenberry's family put together about the the creation of of Star Trek and how it got off the air, or uh, how it got on the air yeah. rather. Of uh, I thought it was going to be having a black female lead. That one wasn't as hard to push because they thought that they could push it to urban audiences. Oh, I hate that word. I hate, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. They're just, they're trying not to be racist as fuck, even in yeah. their description of letting her take the role. Mm. But when they said Russian, that's when shit threw out the window. They go, yeah. why, why don't you make them Irish? You yep. should just make them Irish. Because yeah. if you make them Irish, see, he can still be European with a fun accent. He's like, fuck you. No, we have... Do you not understand why he needs to be Russian? <laughs> and like these execs were just looking at him like, no, but you don't understand. They're the enemies. No shit. <laughs> but they're not always going to be, motherfucker. That's the whole idea. No, but you don't understand. They're the enemy. That's going to turn people off. If you read the descriptions that his family talk about it, like, like he bitched about pitching Star Trek. Yeah. His whole life, he could not get over the fact he couldn't just walk in and be like, "Hey, what if we all got along and there wasn't racism or you know nationalism? How about that?" But 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 you see, like like they they just could not wrap their brain around it. But then if you look at it retro retroactively, everybody that got that show greenlit and everybody they spent the rest of their lives going, "We are civil champions." You are douchebags that are claiming she run Mary's glory. Well, Spock was considered a demon, and they weren't going to let him uh, be on the show. They said that you can't have a character with pointy ears because that goes wow. against standards and practices. That's, Holy shit. That, that makes looks sense. like a demon, and he fought against that and had it happen. I mean, they were saying no, well, he's, he's a demon. Isn't that why he wanted it? That's he wanted it because he wanted to. No, he wanted. I mean representation for a group that wasn't just human he wanted an alien on the ship i mean it needed to be there needed to be an alien on the ship and spock was his choice and when they said that it fueled him even more it pissed him <laughs> off he was like no now i want it he's not a demon he looks more like an elf or something you know i don't think really people weird. realize that a lot of the choices in star trek when that when the original i'm not a big star trek fan but i'll give it i'll give it its credit me too me too but uh, no, a know. lot of that was gene roddenberry fucking the system right up its ass. It was like, oh, you tell me I can't do that? Fuck you. Oh, I can't have a, 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 a an empowered woman? What if I make her green and half naked? There, there. Look at my empowered woman, you fucko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a big Trek guy, and I try my best on here not to constantly bring it up because I could for everything. I was like, you know, this reminds me of an episode. Uh, and I, I stopped I myself. Ha- I, I have, will not be Mike Staclasa on this show. I would have Terry create a button for a bumper that just that won't mute you. It'll just make loud cat sounds happen in your ears. <laughs> but hey, a, a cool quick announcement real quick. Uh, for Star Trek fans out there 
Noah Hawley is directing the fourth film officially for the Star Trek um, Kelvin, uh, what was a trilogy, and now the Kelvin saga. So I'm excited. I like the Kelvin stuff. I um, the first I'm one iffy on Discovery. The first one's cool. The second one they should have just it's said Pawn out the gate. <laughs> uh, the third one is Fast and the Furious in space and a giant piece. But of But it's shit. also very Star Trekky. It's it's like an episode. It does remind it me of an episode. It should have just been an episode. It should have been. Oh. It's very TV. But I do like it. I, I like it it's better. Fun. Than, it's it's worth a watch. It's definitely worth it a is. watch. I like it better than two um, because two is just Wrath of Khan remixed. Yeah, if you didn't know that it was Khan, the moment. That you saw, <laughs> you just never saw Wrath of Khan. The second I heard Benedict Cumberbatch, I was like, he's Khan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and then to make matters worse, they showed that the the remember the the teaser poster of him just like in a desolate wasteland, holding a gun and a trench coat. I'm like, oh cool, young Khan. Hi, nice to meet you. Nobody <laughs> will ever replace Ricardo Montalban, though. What a beast. Speaking of early '80s uh, sci-fi, we were tweaking on that. I want to give a little shout out to. Uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, man. The Adventures Ooh. of Buckaroo Banzai. Bitty, bitty, bitty. That movie is hilarious and awesome. Also, way the fuck ahead of its time. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, look that one up. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, in the Eighth Dimension, actually. In the Eighth Dimension, <laughs> yep. Uh, great cast there, man. A early, crazy cast. Early Jeff Goldblum. You've got... Um, Robocop himself. Peter and, and side yeah, plug, Miller. the Jeff Goldblum National Geographic show on Disney Plus is the bomb. It's yo. great. Nice. It's great. I love, I'm a sneakerhead anyway, so it, that, that first episode about sneakers just got me all up in arms. Uh, it's proof that <clears> Jeff Goldblum <throat> can literally read the phone book and still be awesome. His name is Daddy, and that's what we call him. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a whole thing online. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you seen him like read the, the thirst tweets? Oh, yeah. It's oh, fantastic. my God. Jeff Goldblum's fully aware of who he oh, is. Oh, he is. Uh, um, there's another thing I wanted to hit that Mike brought up uh, that since the sci-fi episode because uh, we almost got into a conversation about this earlier so I want to hear what his two cents is is uh, Farscape oh yeah Farscape yeah. man I, I adore Farscape it it was ahead of its time again it really it's Guardians of the Galaxy the TV show uh, in the year 2000 and James Gunn has specifically gone on record saying it's the biggest influence for the Guardians movie and you can tell if you know Farscape or if you've even watched a couple uh, Peter Quill is basically Ben Browder's character. Yeah, yeah John Crichton. Um, <laughs> uh, Drax is essentially Dargo from the show. I mean, it, it's it's not a, a beat for beat copy, but the influence is huge. Well, I mean, he it should he, be. Farscape he, is fucking awesome. He took that '90s, 2000 run, whatever it was. I can't think of the years of Guardians and combined it with. Farscape is really what he did. And then the 08 uh, Annihilation. The Anni- run, yeah, so. that's the one. The Annihilation yeah. run. He yeah. took those concepts and mixed them. But like going back and trying to watch a little bit of Farscape at all since that came out, I'm like, oh my God, James Gunn, what have you done? <laughs> well, it's gorgeous too because you had Henson on, on all the, the company on board. The puppets and, and, the, and the work that goes into it. Practical, it's so creative. Practical effects for the win. Always. Also, one of the good things about Mandalorian, welcome back puppets and practical yep. effects. We've yeah. missed you so much. It's I have spoken. Proof. Oh, spoken. I have spoken. <laughs> it is proof. But man, there's so many good arcs in that. I mean, you know, you, you, it led Ben to have a big, even bigger career. I mean, he went on yep. to Stargate and basically played his character again in Stargate <laughs> with Atlantis. I, I wish I would have known this one, which is fine. until he quit doing it. Because we're we're recording this in Knoxville, Tennessee, right? Uh, you know, Ben used to tailgate at UT games after Farscape went down. Huh? Like the like he went. There was some uh, some downtime there where during football season, none of the shows he was working on were going halfway through our football season. He's a big UT fan. So, like, almost everybody I know with a picture and autograph for Farscape just went and sought him out in parking lots at UT games until they fucking found him. 
That's what it's like to be a working actor. Well, apparently, then he fi- eventually people figured it out and he started getting swarmed by it, so he just kind of quit doing it. But yeah, that used to be his version of a vacay. He'd come down to Knoxville and get fucking shit faced and watch the Vols. That's the only good thing I could ever say about the Vols. <laughs> uh, go Vols, by the way. I'm not, I'm not, I don't represent JC. Um, the funny thing about Farscape is it did lead to uh, Firefly in a way. And Battlestar Galactica. And Battlestar Galactica. Well, the reboot. The reboot, course, yeah. yeah. And that's what I was about to, about to bring up because one of my favorite adaptations of all time, and I love the original Battlestar, don't get me wrong. I grew up watching that too, just like I did Buck Rogers. Right. And that, that was my, you know, that's why I brought up BD, BD, BD a minute BD, ago. BD, BD. <laughs> because, you know, Buck Rogers. But, Firefly, well, I feel like, was Whedon's direct answer almost to um, Farscape. And, uh, With the worst theme song. He hates it so much. <laughs> you I can't love it. take the scar from me. Wear a skip intro when I need it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, some, but, I mean, you know, that show was shiny as hell. And, you know, if you've not watched that, you need to check up on that, too. Uh, Farscape uh, right now is on Amazon Prime, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Which Did. is a great service. They've really stepped that fucking service yeah. up over the past couple of years. I have Netflix. it right now just for, well, they're going to buy Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting absorbed. It's we know. getting absorbed. We That's, know that. Because if you look at the streaming wars, there's these two little islands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, which do you think has more money? Oh, yeah. Amazon, Amazon. or Netflix. So, uh, if you love The Witcher, get ready for uh, Netflix to have uh, Amazon Prime Netflix and uh, watch uh, uh, Cavill be uh, uh, Geralt the Witcher uh, or Geralt of Rivia on Amazon Prime Netflix. Because by the time Witcher finally comes out, it's already going to be. It's absorbed. probably going to. It's just like uh, with HBO oh, and Max. Shout and- out to Cavill for uh, going online lately and just outright saying, I want to play Superman again. Incidentally, yes. he's never actually played Superman yet, in my opinion. He kind of has been saying the, the same thing. He does. Well, he's kind of been saying the same thing about how he'd like to go yep. be Superman now. <laughs> that, that, the, one of the things that Justice League gets right is that last 30 minutes of Superman, I was like, oh my God, he's acting like Superman. He shows up and he's like, but so I hear you need to help dealing. I don't know what he says. Like, you need help dealing with a creep, you know? And he just he punches the fuck out of Steppenwolf into the sun, basically, and that's it. <laughs> my favorite thing about this is that it did give Zack Snyder legitimacy for his idea of Superman for like why he could how he could go from kind of like xenophobic to whatever the fuck BVS was to uh, dead to uh, oh my god I'm alive I appreciate everything I can be a hero he became I'm Superman. a fucking hero yeah Yay. he became a man and of like, hope and it, color it, it, it did justify <laughs> and that is our uh, episode of episode. awkward <laughs> racism <laughs> this happens once an episode that it was uh, this is our installment of awkward racism with CK, okay. uh, but no, like it did make him a legitimate hope figure, and it made him really Superman. So let's mm. give him a shot, man. I mean, I think the whole he's he's he gained enough part. He does. He's gained enough goodwill. He wants to do so, and he's went on record saying, "I want to be that Superman. I want to be that '90s." And you know what? Trunks over the outside Superman. I kind of wish Zack Snyder would get a shot to do an illegitimate Superman, like to redeem himself for shit. I movie fuck called? off Zack Snyder. How about that? Get the fuck out of here. You had your shot. Make zombie You're movies. done. <laughs> Make zombie movies. Stick to zombie movies. He's doing one though. I know. Next I, I, I can't wait. Movie. I can't wait. I, I, I'm fine with that. His Dawn of the like Dead it. remake is one of my all-time favorite horror movies. It's a great movie. It's 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 really it's, tight. It's the and only I, time I have liked Disturbed for anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> it does work really well at the end of that movie. Yeah, it really does. Um, we were talking. We were mentioning. I, I was talking about subtext earlier with Verhoeven as far mm-hmm. as sci-fi goes. Sci-fi is the perfect vehicle for subtext. It's always worked really well, um, and fantasy to a to a certain extent. But fantasy kind of evolved into science fiction as 
people like Asimov and Heinlein were writing their books. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you can take Starship Troopers, for example, the book. The book is still one of the required reading sources at West Point because it goes into military details so hardcore that it's unreal. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Heinlein, I mean, uh, Verhoeven did a really good job with saying, hey, these guys are basically Nazis. (laughs) I mean, because (laughs) it's like this weird socialist nationalist kind of group of soldiers and i mean that was the subtext there i think that sci-fi is the perfect vehicle for telling some telling a story that you can tell something straight up with a bunch of action and a bunch of storyline but also have that that subtext you can talk about racial things you can talk about social problems you can talk about injustice you can make denise richards an ability to act work in a movie you actually can yeah it's weird how she works in that movie it really just her being it's like casting keanu reeves in the the, when it was the 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 day the earth stood still yeah like okay uh keanu uh just sit here and be rigid Mm -hmm. that's the role can you do that it's like why i said he would work a surfer denise just just sit here and uh be rigid Oh, yeah, he would be connected. Totally, yeah. He would just be cold and calculated and also like, I want to be good. You know? <laughs> Side note, the Russo brothers have expressed interest in Moon Knight. Yep. yep. Awesome. <laughs> I want to see that. At- Maybe now they can get Keanu. I'll tell you another one that uh, always meant something to me personally um, that actually really holds up well is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Um, I oh, my movie. God. I'm a big UFO aficionado. I've had mm-hmm. a couple things happen in my life. Uh, and that movie really ties into a lot of sightings. You know, he, he went into that movie. Yes, drugs. And um, <laughs> took, took uh, accounts of people that have had experiences and, yeah. and wrote those down and really tried to recreate what people have claimed they've actually seen in the movie. That's why the UFOs look so alien and... Uh, you know, unsymmetrical and mm-hmm. weird the way they move. Uh, Everything's it, very strange and off. And that's back when Spielberg would just open the movie with somebody's parents getting high upstairs, smoking a joint and laughing, you know, getting hammered while their kids are downstairs running around. <laughs> so, yeah. It should be noted movie. that that is probably one of the best color palettes in a movie of all oh, time. Yeah. Agreed. And, and if you look at it, that's another one of those examples that if you look at where it comes from, like you look at how many influences of like UFOs and shapes and everything that over the years has just ripped right out of that goddamn mm-hmm. movie. Well, you know, um, there's stuff like, take something like Blade Runner, how influential Blade Runner is. And there are plenty of people who don't like Blade Runner, but... And Blade Runner isn't a perfect movie at all. I'm, I'm going on record to say it it can be very boring if you're not in the right mood. Right. But the legacy that Blade Runner left by taking cyberpunk to a level that hadn't been brought up yet. I mean, look at everything that's cyberpunky now. It's basically Blade Runner's fault. <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> metro, what, what, Metropolis from the 30s? Yeah, I mean, the, or 30s shit. That came out in like well, the 20s. Right. I mean, like that's a silent film, but yeah. it's still gorgeous. You, Watch Metropolis if you've never seen it. Even if you look at uh, was it Cyberpunk that comes out next year, what, Cyberpunk 2077, 2077. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that all of that universe looks like Blade Runner fuck Shadowrun. Yeah. Yep. Because uh, it's basically Blade Runner fuck Shadowrun. And you know what? They're very unapologetic about it, too. Yeah. They're very unapologetic about it. We couldn't do a Shadowrun movie. We love Blade Runner. We combined it. Here you go. Well, it's like Alita. I, you know, people were like... Don't go see Alita. It sucks. I saw Alita. It's fantastic. I don't know what really? anyone's talking about. It's a fun movie. I liked it a lot. Uh, it's very cyberpunk, and it's one of the better adaptations of an anime slash manga that I've ever seen. Nice. I mean, as far as live action, you don't get very, man. I mean, they tried their best with, uh, what was that, uh, Ghost in the Shell? Mm-hmm. And I watched it, and there was some very redeeming qualities as far as the production design. But that movie fell a little bit short, too. It's kind of like Blade Runner 2049. I, I think it's a better movie than Blade Runner. I, I, I like 2049 better. That's a really commonly heard thing, though. I, I know a lot of people that say that. Well, I mean, and this all goes back 
okay, the hero's journey, Star Wars, all this stuff, it, it comes from Dune. I mean, it, Dune, Frank Herbert's Dune started that whole thing of here's the chosen one. He's on a desert planet. He doesn't know what he's capable of yet. He has the power of Moadib, which is basically what the when he drinks the spice of the Fremens and he gets to be a Quetzal Satirach and all that stuff. That is, in essence, Luke Skywalker's journey. I mean, Lucas was very much inspired by Dune. And honestly, I can't wait to see what I'm, what I'm getting at. Denis Villeneuve did a great job with Blade Runner 2049. Now that he's doing this Dune movie with everybody under the sun playing in it, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> okay, Dune's casting looks like the Crisis on Infinite Earths casting, but in real life. Yeah. <laughs> like, every time I look at that list, I'm like, Jesus Christ, they're pulling out all the stops. Josh Brolin, Dave Bautista. There's a ton of people in that movie. It's insane. It's basically everybody but Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he needs something because, man, I just watched Peanut Butter Falcon. That movie's amazing. Recommendation right there. I just want to see him get eaten by a worm. <laughs> I just want to see a sandworm in its full glory on screen, finally. Oh, Dune, the, the book for Dune, the first book for Dune. Right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's one of, like, I read that in like the seventh grade. And I remember people making fun of me for like, why are you reading a book that big? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to beat you in the job market. (laughs) (laughs) That's a heady book. It really is. Political, um, a lot of intrigue. Game of Thrones owes a lot to Dune. I mean. So I need to jump back to Mike here for a second. I never finished Farscape. Is it worth it? Does it hold? Oh, man. It it gets consistently better as it goes. Um, I got the season three. Before my DVDs oh, got stolen. Keep going. Keep really? going. Yeah. It, it's solid all the way up to the end. I mean, the only negative thing I would say once... Okay, it was back when we mentioned this earlier. TV episodes all had to have 22 episodes per season, if not more. So you're going to come across some filler in that show. Um, you just are. But it's pretty minor. Uh, but what's good is great. And it just keeps getting better. You know, once you introduce Scorpius to the mix, mm-hmm. um, it just gets better and better. The Peacekeeper Wars, the end little run is incredible. It, it keeps getting more serious and more in-depth. You get more endeared to the characters. Uh, the creativity holds up all the way through. Yeah, keep so going. So Scorpius kind of, like, he, he so was seeming like an anti-hero kind of role when I was dropping. It's, Scorpius is a very complicated character. Mm-hmm. He seemed like the, the, this series Doom. Magneto. <laughs> Magneto? More Magneto than Doom. <laughs> I, somewhere in between those two, I feel like, is... Yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah, somewhere in between Doom and Magneto. But I, my love for Doom will never die. So. <laughs> you know, Keanu came up, and I want to give a shout-out to, uh, this is also a complicated topic, uh, the, the Matrix, the very, very first Matrix, mm. is still to this day one of my all-time sci-fi movies. I fucking love that movie. That movie was proof of how you do a movie trailer, too. Yep. I feel so betrayed by those sequels, though. I cannot tell you how much I loathe those. Yeah. Don't you want a 20-minute rave in a cave yeah, sequence? No, I, I don't. Did you sure? Zion orgy. But there is so much potential, and it was... I think they'll make up for it with this uh, sequel, hopefully. I would be fine with them not doing it. It's it's do or die. It's going to either be the the redemption, like Clone Wars, for Lucas, or it's going to be the death knell of The Matrix. That Honestly, there is one good sequel to The Matrix. It's The Animatrix. Yes. The Animatrix is dope. That is uh, uh, buy, uh, buy a 20 bag of weed and you got a night. Like, that's, What's that's, a 20 bag? <laughs> showing my age. <laughs> See, back in the 90s. <laughs> what, you smoke it? That's crazy. Uh, uh, before we do our final thoughts, do we have any Nep- uh, Disney Plus recommendation? I almost said Netflix. I'm a fucking traitor. Uh, 
I know where I'm siding in the streaming wars. Yeah, uh, so with a winner. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to be that guy that... It's like when the Patriots get to the Super Bowl. I don't watch football, but now I'm going to pull for the Patriots. Like, I'm kind of that way in the streaming wars with Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're going to win, so I'm just going to sit over here with them. Um, is there any things that we didn't hit that you recommend for Disney+, Plus that might turn the, the tide on if somebody's iffy on it? Well, I mean, for me, obviously, The Mandalorian, obviously, Mandal- The Black Hole. Yeah, Mandalorian but, um, and Black Hole are both on both of our lists. And uh, Gargoyles. Check out Gargoyles, guys. Guys, we've got this uh, interview with uh, Bridget Bacco. is really fun, like we mentioned before. And, and soon uh, we're going to have one with Ed Asner. Ed absolutely. Asner. Yep. But uh, Gargoyles, yeah. they, they take the subject matter seriously. The art is solid. It's very much reminiscent of uh, Batman the Animated Series. And if you want to know where those high-waisted uh, jeans that your girlfriend wears comes from, that's nostalgia <laughs> from the 90s, and they're all over this fucking show. <laughs> Gargoyles, no, solid pick. Solid and pick. Uh, Darkwing Duck, fuck it. A fuck yeah, Darkwing Duck. Dangerous. <laughs> I feel like we have to say X-Men animated series after interviewing Come Boozoo. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, that's another thing I figured out by just uh, watching it. And then I researched it and found out it was right. Uh, Google the episode mm-hmm. list for X-Men animated series because, oh my God, they fucked it all up. It's the same as on the DVDs. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird that they've always done that. They've never fixed it. Batman did that too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Batman was the first I experienced. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, because like they have like a, the the Nightcrawler episode leading off that season, and then he just so weird. Yeah, he's not in the next half of the season <laughs> at all, and then I think it's like eight episodes later, it picks up right. Yeah, where the, the, the Nightcrawler thing went. But yeah, what's your Rex then? I have a few uh, comic Rex this week. Uh, first issue of Morbius came out. It's fantastic. Nice. Um, also, Folklords, another Boom Studios win. Um, it's an amazing comic about a uh, basically if Shrek were adult, or, or if the Shrek world were adult, like a whole fantasy world where the fairy tale world. I want that. And uh, this kid decides he wants to go talk to the folklords the folklords being us and all of the uh, elders are really pissed about it they do not want him to find out about it they crack down on him like the seventh cavalry do (laughs) and uh basically it's the escape into our world and the meshing between our world and the fairy world it's it's phenomenal honestly it's a it's another win by boom studios just like i've said it on the last one i said it on dlc the other night something is killing the children and once upon a time which is the arthurian one the monster hunter one i was telling you about boom studios is killing it so check those out also for sci-fi recommendations if you've never seen predator or aliens do yourself a favor watch a sci-fi action horror movie oh uh, predator keyword predator 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 2 not predators not the Predator. predator I don't hate Predator 2. I, I like I don't it, hate you, them, but watch Predator, Predator is what yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's, that's what you got to say. <laughs> yeah. It is intense. It is amazing. Also, I wish you didn't know that it was a sci-fi movie, but what can you do? Yeah. Oh, well. And after you watch Predator, immediately go to YouTube and look up what happens when you sync the closing credits to Predator to the... Uh, what, what was it? Uh, um, uh, Full House. Full House theme. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it syncs perfectly. It's There's hilarious. a video that shows you exactly where to start it. And it, and it, it, it matches almost to exact moments in the, uh, the, cr- the credits, like the opening scene for Full House where they turn around smiling. It, oh, yeah. You'll, you'll never watch Predator the same way again. <laughs> it's so funny. So the, do you have any Disney Plus recs? Uh, Disney Plus? Uh, as far as I can say about Disney Plus, the older um, 
live action stuff is really cool. Uh, the Atlantis stuff is very, very cool. Uh, it was kind of what looked over. I'm talking about the Atlantis movies. Um, those weren't live action. Those were animated. <clears throat> um, but uh, The Cat from Outer Space and The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes if you're a <laughs> Kurt Russell fan. Uh, also, of course, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. I brought it up before, but it's my favorite. It's awesome. Uh, it's dark. It's about a witch that fucks up Nazis. It's fantastic. And that's it for me. I mean, that's all I got. I, I, I don't think you get a stronger recommendation than a witch that fucks up Nazis. As a matter of fact, you know, like, they, they, there's those movies where the title is the movie, like The Man Who Killed Hitler and Bigfoot or a hobo with a shotgun. <laughs> they might Witches. have been Italian soldiers. Uh, it's something. It's World just, War II just, baddies. Just say Nazis. They're just World War II baddies. Just say witches fucking up Nazis. I would watch that seriously. <laughs> What's the name of your new show? Oh, Witches Fucking Up Nazis. Cool. I'll, I'm going to stream that. I'll, that's a show I would binge. Sounds like an image comic. I could watch 12 hours of that. There'd be no filler in that. What happens in this episode? Oh, they kill some more Nazis. In this one, they become zombies and they get to kill them twice. <laughs> Why don't we give a little shout out to uh, JoeShirt.com, a little otherworldlycoffee.com, some of our sponsors. You guys should check some of that stuff out. I'm looking forward to getting wired out of my mind on Otherworldly Coffee myself. Yeah, that's going to make work a lot easier. Yep. And yeah. uh, keep track of Lionsgate Films, man. They've got some stuff coming down the pike. Uh, one of our partners, uh, proud and happy to be part of that. So keep an eye on those guys. I'm going to throw my wrecks before we get out of here. Uh, I know it sounds weird because I mentioned it earlier, but... Go back and watch Mary Poppins. Holy shit, mm-hmm. that movie is fucking psychotic. Like, I, 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 there's so much weird subtext in that movie I didn't pick up. Or maybe I'm just reading too much into it because we'd... Watch that and then watch Saving Mr. Banks. Like, mm-hmm. for real. Mm-hmm. Do that because it gives you the story. And that mixed animation with the live action is beautiful. Oh, it really is. And the, the restoration of Mary Poppins of it is fucking awesome. Also, Dick Van Dyke kills and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I put that on the list for Disney+. Plus. Uh, just, uh, X-Men animated series got mentioned. Gargoyles got mentioned. Me and Mike's list are, are, are very, very close because we like a lot of the same shit. That was the same for me. Yeah. And uh, we've, that's why I didn't say them again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't been bugging you about it every day like I have. <laughs> like, like you two with the Hickman X-Men comics has been oh, those with Disney+, right. Plus for the last few days. <laughs> also, check out Bonkers. Just saying, check out Bonkers. You're Bonkers. <laughs> no! Uh, Black Hole is definitely on that list. Like, if you haven't seen Black Hole, like, we, we didn't really go too deep into it because it's one of those things that if you haven't watched it, you need to. That's mm-hmm. something we don't want to really fuck up for you outside of telling you about it. Uh, that, that fucking National Geographic show with Jeff Goldblum, it's just it's fucking random, but it's Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum fucking love it. everything, I believe is what it's called. But uh, if you're a fan of the like the live action movies that Disney's putting out, a uh, I'm sorry for your mental disorder because <laughs> something's wrong with you. Go back and watch the original ones because they're way fucking better. And if you hated them and have not seen the originals, go back and watch them. I was surprised how many young people I know that hadn't seen like Lion King or Aladdin, and I'm like, okay, oh. well watch those, but go all the way back, you know? Yeah, the cartoons are better. They just yeah, like it, I, I rewatched Robin Hood the other night. Yeah, phenomenal. It's dark as fuck, dude. Like, it is really fucking dark. Black Cauldron and Sword in the Stone as well. Those are very Black much... Cal- oh, Black Cauldron yeah, is yeah, actually yeah. on my list to watch with my daughter, yeah. like, this week. I'm yeah. doing that shit. But uh, check all those out. Check out our, our, our the interviews that we already have. And please be really fucking excited because we interview Ed Asner. Crazy. Uh, he's on Gargoyles for sure. That's, you know, we got that. And it was on Disney Plus, which is awesome for like all the tie-ins and synchronicity mm-hmm. for this episode. But he was in the Mary Tyler Moore show. And he said my all-time favorite fucking line in a sitcom of, you've got spunk. I hate spunk. <laughs> and he was fucking bomb in, in, in Elf. This was like my favorite Santa Claus outside of George Boozer, which I'm required to say. We love you. George Bush. But, uh, <laughs> bonkers. I mean, bonkers. Shit. I said it again. Um, 
Stop my clunking. Stop my clunking <laughs> again. Um, we're making no, uh, a thing. The Boondocks, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's in Boondocks. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. yeah, we're going to hit that interview uh, here in early December, so it's literally just right around the corner. Yeah, and uh, we're hoping that this one will be a longer one because this guy is like fucking legend. Oh, yeah, and he's he must have stories. Like, I don't shout out to Outlander Media and, and our producer, God Terry, for scoring us this one. Absolutely. Yeah, like, he's sitting with Working that. the magic. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm verbally blowing the man sitting beside me <laughs> silently here this entire time. But, he saved and, and, every one of us. And uh, thank you all for all the Facebook interactions and shit. Yep. I do think it's funny that uh, two times in the last week, uh, uh, people have commented on my Facebook page from sharing Geeks and Hair to the Earth shit going, Oh, I didn't realize that was that was you and your buddies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw you, that. And you, one, the one guy put, uh, "You have a podcast." Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then yesterday was, "I didn't realize that was you." And like, I had to send him a message. I'm like, "So you've been clicking like and sharing our shit for two months, and you haven't listened to an episode?" He's like, no, I didn't know. So if you're <laughs> listeners, please share our episodes when they come up, because apparently yeah. there's a bunch of people that don't realize that we're not just a meme page, <laughs> which is fine. You know, I mean, we'll, we'll take we'll take love anywhere we can get it, but they need to hear our sexy, wonderful voices and Ooh. bullshit opinions. So uh, so shout out to the listeners and to, uh, to let's get an interview at Asner and to Outlander Media and, and anything else I can blow. So yeah, yeah go. Uh, that's me. I'm JC. I am out. Live long and prosper. This is CK. Thanks for being here. See you next time. Mike D. Just had to sneak in the fucking Star Trek shit. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> I hate you 9,000. <laughs> I hate you six of nine. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Just keeps going. Oh, God. Now I need to 420. <laughs> for real. For real.